Streaming audio is made possible by Hungry Harvest, delivering farm-fresh produce and grocery staples to your door. Every delivery allows you to support local donations that fight hunger in the community. Learn more at HungryHarvest.net. It's time. You're listening to the National Edgar Allan Poe Theater on the Air. Sponsored in part by Baltimore's own Raven Beer, this ongoing series brings to your ears the best-known works from America's revered grandfather of horror and suspense. Walking through the asylum of the mysterious Dr. Mallard, Poe's wretched souls describe their awful tales while they await the doctor's revolutionary system to treat and cure the mentally crippled. In today's episode, the National Edgar Allan Poe Theater on the Air takes on Poe's darkly comic tale of a woman who has lost her head, worrying about the time to come, a predicament. In our last episode, Berenice, we heard the story of a man whose obsessive fascination for his cousin's smile drove him to the most ghastly acts of mutilation. Let us start with this incisor. A canine? Molar. Now, Professor Mallard leads us down the hall for a conversation with another of his children. I cannot say too much about the next case, except that the fair victim is suffering from a monstrous delusion. I shall say no more. Uh, before we go, if you have a timepiece, a pocket watch or so forth, please keep it well hidden. And if it is noisy, you know... Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. That's how they go, isn't it? If your watch is noisy, leave it outside. Come in. Come in. How are you, my dear? I've been waiting to see you for an age, Doctor. Accept my humblest apologies, my dear. I've simply been doing my rounds. And saving the best for last? Not quite last, my dear lady, but rest assured, you were constantly on my mind. Oh, Doctor, you shall make me blush. You may need to catch me if I swoon. Who is this? A guest. To see me like this? In this condition? I assure you that our guest is empathic and enlightened. But look at me! A hideous spectacle, a a freak, out of kilter with all things natural. Unless, unless, are you a surgeon? No, just an honored guest, a visitor. Oh, doctor! Calm yourself, my dear, calm yourself. We've talked about your agitations often enough. Mm. Although you may behold yourself as a freakish spectacle to my guest and to me. Do not patronize me, medical man. Look how your friend looks at me. Eyes of disgust, sneering, haughty. Do you not think I see the truth of my unsightliness? Step back, my friend. You call yourself a pioneer of medicine? Ridiculous. You couldn't cure a filthy dog. Language, my dear. Watch your tone. You charlatan. You quack imposter. Look, my lady, what I have for you. Is it a cure? At last... At last, a panacea. Oh, doctor, I simply knew you would. No, my lady, it is this. A clock. Yes, a pleasant timepiece. Very precise, too. Elegant, is it not? Keeps time very well and adorns one most agreeably. Accurate, inexorable. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, what? Don't you want to know the time, my dear? Take it away. I beg you. I will be good. I make no demands. I will wait patiently. You'll 
cure me. All in good. Say it, my dear. All in good. No. All in good. Time. Sorry. I could hardly hear you, and my friend heard not a word. All in good. What pleasure, exploring the venerable streets of a fine city. Would you not concur, Julius? Yes, milady. Please, keep Diana close to you. Of course, milady. Here, Diana. She's as excited as I am. Tourists upon a trail of discovery. I bring an open mind and open eyes to take in and absorb the splendor of civilization. The city... Am I not correct, Julius? Of course, my lady. I open my ears, too, to the sounds, the rhythm of the streets, conversations and music, laughter and song. (laughs) Diana agrees. Oh, you're a good little lady. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Isn't she a good little lady, Julius? The very best member of the canine family, my lady. The locals are dancing. Let us behold the traditional sport. Right you are, my lady. Hello there, gorgeous. Uh, me? Yes, don't be a shrinking violet. Come and dance. (laughs) I think not. Come on, treat yourself. My dancing days are past, sir. You'll be in good hands. My hands. (laughs) Unhand her, you filthy wretch. (laughs) You're lost, Suki Snobs. What do you mean? Be off with you, or you shall feel my cane. (laughs) Suki Snobs! Suki Snobs! Suki Snobs! That is not my name. What did he mean, Suki? Oh, I cannot even utter it. I've never been so insulted in all my life. What did he mean? I haven't the foggiest idea, milady. An insult from an uncouth wretch, that is all. Yes, yes, quite so. It is not for me I am distressed. It is... Diana, look at her, most upset to see her beloved mistress insulted with a coarse tongue. Poor thing, poor thing. Pick her up, Julius. Very good, my lady. My poor little Diana. He was a horrid little man, wasn't he? He has gone now. Oh, Julius, these streets are squalid. I miss the bucolic realm of home. Fields, orchards, lakes, and my little hermit in his hut. What is that odor? Something is rank. Must be these common people. No doubt, my lady. What shall we do? I tire of this malodorous place. I find myself quite melancholy. Oh, dear. How very regrettable, my lady. And Diana is sad, too. Whatever shall we do? Oh, look! What a glorious clock! High up on the cathedral there! Yes, indeed! Glorious, my lady! Up high! Away from squalor! A spiritual realm so far from the ignominy of the street! Let us ascend! Are you sure, my lady? I beg your pardon, Julius. Nothing, my lady. Hello? Hello? Anyone here? Signor? 
Padre? Your reverence? No one here, Julius. So it would appear, my lady. Oh, my, my. What a magnificent example of architecture, my lady. Behold how the nave leads down to the chancel with such an exquisite sense of grandeur and gravitas. And above, such a tasteful triforium running across in elegance. And on high... Oh, the ribs and ridges of the spectacular high vault. It is the finest example of Gothic ecclesiastical work that I... So how do we do it? Do what, my lady? How do we go up? But, but, but there are our wonders down here, my lady. Oh, paintings. A great master here. Oh, 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 another there. The tiling on the floor alone is magisterial. And I am sure that the misericords carved upon the ancient wood... No! I um, want to go up! For the view, Julius, for the view. Away from the dirty clay of the ground and the stink of the city. Up, Julius, up! Perhaps the crypt... Perish the thought, a wretched place. Uh, uh, No, no, my lady, it it would be... So uh, it is settled. We shall go up. (laughs) Diana agrees. But with your permission, my lady and Diana's, uh, may we not... If truth be known, I have a horror of heights. Oh, how absurd. What nonsense. A fear of heights? Impossible. Who ever heard of such a thing? Up, up we go, Julius. Look, there. The spiral staircase will take us up to the heavens. Very well. Very good, my lady. Uh, Come on, Julius. Uh, Nearly there. You're coming, my lady. Not <coughs> too far behind you. Look at Diana. An example to you. You are just being lazy. I assure you. I, uh, what is it? There, upon the stairs. Oh, it's just a rat. These old buildings. Oh, no. Diana is about to pounce. Here, Diana. Oh, oh my lady. Julius, how dare you? You knocked me over. Uh, I was merely trying to stop your dog. Do not call Diana a dog. Never, milady, and I tripped. And knocked me over. I, I can only apologize for... Ow! Let that slap be a lesson to you. Very good, milady. Well delivered. Lesson learnt. How in heaven's name am I supposed to see anything? It is so gloomy. We are not supposed to be here. Look, there! An opening, a glimpse of azure sky, a window on the world for my benefit. An aperture in the clock face, I imagine, for maintenance, or perhaps a broken pane. No, Julius, a window on the world. Oh, my window is too high to reach. Time to descend, milady. It has been a most edifying visit. Don't be silly. Kneel down here. I shall climb upon your back. Oh, are you sure... At once. Good. Up I climb. Now stoop, Julius. Now straighten. I will place my feet upon your shoulders. There seems to be an opening in the clock face if I can just fit my head in. A bit snug, but... Oh, wondrous. Can you see, madam? Oh, yes. Please do hear it, my lady. Oh, you should see it. I can see the rolling hills beyond the city, the distant ocean, birds at flight, the city itself like a map below. May we leave now? 
What is that cacophony? <coughs> oh, uh, the rats again, my lady. Deal with it, Julius. At once. Although, truth be told, you are still on my shoulders, my lady. Do not argue. Rescue Diana. A bite from that vermin will be venomous. Diana. Diana. Leave the rat alone. Wretched, pesky cur. I shall Diana is not a cur. She's never been so insulted in her life. As soon as we are home, you shall be dismissed, Julius. But I have worked for your family since before you were born. What have I done to deserve it? Vulgarity. Deplorable behavior. I demand an apology on behalf of Diana, the sweetest soul I have had the pleasure to own. Please accept my apology, Diana. It seems she has spotted the rat again. I shall have to do it myself. Now let me just... Julius? Yes, milady? I appear to be stuck. I cannot extricate my head from the opening. Uh, I see. Well, perhaps if I give you an extra boost... No, no, that's worse. That's worse. Uh, perhaps if I lower myself... Stop! 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 If I cannot go up or down, and side to side is impossible, and to release you... Oh, my lady, this would certainly seem to be a predicament... I cannot go up, I cannot go down, sideways is not possible, and if I let you go completely, it would be as swift and sharp as an executioner's drop. Julius? Yes, milady? How is Diana? Diana is fine, milady. Eating the rat she caught quite, quite happily. No, she simply must not. Best not to move about so much, my lady. Yes, yes, you're right. Julius? Yes, my lady. One little question. Of course, my lady. What are we to do? It's funny you should ask. I was just speculating on that very question myself. No obvious solution to this conundrum has manifested itself as yet, but rest assured I shall continue to give it some thought, my lady. Good work, Julius. Thank you, my lady. Aha! I have it! Oh, well done, my lady. Tell me. Tell me. Diana! Send Diana for help. <sighs> of course, my lady. Diana, when you have quite finished eating your rat, could you possibly go and get help? Your mistress and her servant are in considerable distress. Be a good dog. Do not call Diana a dog. I am horribly sorry, my lady. I beg to report that Diana is otherwise engaged. It's a very big rat, and she is, let's be honest, a very small dog. She may be at it for some time. How inconvenient. Quite, my lady. Julius? Yes, my lady? When I turn my head, I can see something. Oh, how magnificent. Some salvation. A means of escape. No, 
When I gently turn my head and look to my left, I can see the huge, glittering, scimitar-like minute hand of the clock. It is ten feet long and eight inches wide, I would say, and it gets closer and closer. Might you be able to uh, duck, my lady? No, I do not think so. I am, as you are no doubt aware, completely stuck. And its trajectory is directly in line with my... Oh, dear. I see. Oh, dear, indeed. (laughs) It might send one quite, quite insane. (laughs) Quite. (laughs) A predicament like this. (laughs) It's quite a predicament. (laughs) Help! Help! It rests upon my neck. Diana, please run for help. I'm afraid Diana is having a rest. Or maybe the rat did not agree with her. I tell you, it is upon my neck. As sharp as a scimitar. Help! Help! I bleed! I bleed! Oh, oh, oh no! M-m-m-lady! I'm glad that's over. Free at last. Milady, your head. What of it? Separate to your body. Sliced clean through. The body gushes blood, yet your head. Talking. It's still talking. I must be hideous to look at, Julius. Compose yourself and take me to a doctor, the finest physician you can find. Doctor, there must be hope. There must be a cure. Surely you can attach my head to my body once again. I cannot live like this. I'm hideous to behold, a freak most unnatural. As you can see, there's nothing wrong with her perfect health. Yes, there is a scar upon her neck. It's all true, you see. She did get her head stuck in the aperture of a cathedral clock. What's that you say? No, no, her head was not cut off. Of course not. The scar upon her neck is but small, yet it was enough to send her off her head. (laughs) His faithful servant Julius managed to set her free literally in the nick of time. (laughs) The minute hand cut into her neck and Julius the manservant, in a remarkable demonstration of prowess, a superhuman show of strength phenomenal for an old man, pulled her up and wrenched her free. He brought her to a doctor, a good friend of mine, actually, and he patched up her neck, a little drop of medicine for the pain, a stitch to seal the cut, but she persisted that her head was off, off completely. So he brought her to me, a specialist surgeon, so she thinks, to reattach the decapitated. The procedure is yet to happen, so she believes I am hiding her from the world. Doctor, there must be hope. When can you operate? Make me whole again. Cure me of this state of divorce. 
Doctor, I assure you I can take the pain of it. Don't forget I felt the scimitar-sharp blade of a minute hand sever my neck so very slowly and live to tell the tale. Oh, that day in the city, exploring the streets alone with Diana, beholding the spectacle of civilization. I'll never forget it. But most of all, I'll never forget... That time that you got your head caught in a great big clock, my dear. <coughs> a wonderful case, is it not? The trauma lives with her still convincing her that the grim fate that did not but so nearly happen removed her head. But we need to make her recover. How to do it is the question. If this continues much longer, maybe I will need to remove her head myself and reattach it, just to fulfill her reality and permit her to return to normal life. Otherwise, she's in stasis, like a broken clock. <laughs> in my training, I was a demon with the bone saw. I'd have her pretty little head off in seconds, stitched back on in, oh, minutes, hours. That is possible, isn't it? But no, 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 no. We all know what the greatest healer is, don't we? It's time, of course. Time! <laughs> Enough of such talk. It's only a few steps to my next fascinating case. You've been listening to the National Edgar Allan Poe Theater on the Air and our production of A Predicament, adapted for radio by Richard J. Hand. A Predicament was directed by Alex Avistovich and produced by Ty Ford with the voices of Brian McDonald, Jennifer Restack, and Alex Avistovich. Poe Theater on the Air theme by Greg Martin. The National Edgar Allan Poe Theater on the Air is sponsored in part by Baltimore's own Raven Beer purveyors of Poe-inspired craft beer. More information can be found on the web at ravenbeer.com. More information on the National Edgar Allan Poe Theater on the Air can be found at poetheater.org. Until next time, this is Alex Avistovich reminding you that all that we see or seem is but a dream within a dream. Mm-hmm.